Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome back to episode two of the Wrestling Journal podcast. What a what a first week for us! Uh, Record breaking downloads. Uh, we are now currently on the Apple Podcast app. Uh, still waiting for Spotify to get back to us. Those sons of bitches. Um, just kidding. Um, it is I, Joseph Crush, along in front again in Zoom due to these t- current conditions. Uh, Nick Jersey Demonte. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, Nikki Noodles Galliotto. Rider <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tommy Bad News Canali. Boys, how's it going? Everything good? <clears throat> Everything's good, bro. Yeah, another, good. another another week in the house. Another yep. week yep. in the house and another week to go. So got to stay sane at this point. One day at a time, yeah. boys. One day. At a time. Luckily, exactly. to stay sane, we have professional wrestling still going. So thank you to them for that. Um, until they sell, right? Yeah. Until they sell. <laughs> <laughs> so this week. Uh, we got a few, a few couple topics that aren't directly uh, with the shows that happened. Um, the Elite or the Young Bucks and all of them have their show on YouTube being the Elite. Looks like they hinted at uh, the revival heading to AEW. I mean, they, they've, they're known to throw out hints in their, in their YouTube the series to, of guys like coming over, Matt Hardy and stuff like that. Um, at the end of the show, they like looked up in the sky. There was a like, clouds shape that said FTR. It, the revival changed their names and they've been putting out videos. Uh, it looks like they're going, they're going to go by the name, the revolt now. So it's like fear. The revolt is the new thing. Um, so, I mean, I think anyone could have guessed that after the release, they were going to head there. They've always been in talks with the young bucks, like on social media about how they're eventually going to fight one day. Um, they both consider themselves the best tag teams in the world. Um, Jersey, what are your initial thoughts? I mean, like, I mean, assuming this is definitely, it's like engraved now. Um, from the video what how do you feel and like i mean obviously we all like kind of assume this is going to happen but what are your thoughts on this i mean i think this one actually makes sense right it's really easy to think that any wwe guy getting released the first thought is aew right um and i think cody came out or someone came out recently saying that they're not interested in every single person that gets released however um i think we were talking about last week that i think they're a little bit more top heavy um over there and i think getting a team like the revival or the revolt um now is going to be actually a good addition for them. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think it gives the young bucks something to do because I think it kind of got a little bit like what else could they have done with the tag team landscape over there? Yeah. Give them a team like this. And I know we all can say we've watched the revival through um, all the NXT takeover shows. Um, they are a fantastic tag team. And honestly, some of those best takeovers, those are the, those are the matches I remember most. So I think them going over there makes perfect sense. And what a, what a great first feud for the bucks and them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we've we've talked about it, like how, like George just said, these matches that they've had with like DIY and and all these other tag teams in NXT, this will translate. I mean, it'll make that tag team division that much better. What are your thoughts? No, absolutely. I mean, like George said, with their match against DIY, I think it was a 2015. That one takeover was one of the best oh. matches I ever saw. Yeah. Well, I mean, to this day, I still I'll pop it in and you know watch it on the network and everything, but. Should be interesting to see him go against the Bucks if they in fact do go there, which most likely they will. So I'm yeah. excited to see what they're gonna do. Really am. Noodles, let's hear it. No, it's a great move. I mean, listen, AEW is not gonna want everybody, right? They're gonna have to say that. But at the end of the day, they're looking for talent. They need talent. They need an influx of talent to give them more credibility. And no one better than a tag team like the Revival to really uptick a division that could use some. Obviously, like Jersey was saying, they need they need some competition there. And they're legit. They're legit. 
So I think that's a big miss on WWE by letting them go, man. There's some yeah, they were wasting them, they were them for years, like we've always talked about, without a doubt. But now they get to be happy. They they've wanted out for a while. They were very unhappy. They clearly made that well known. So now they get a chance, and AEW was not going to let them pass on that. They, uh, household names and and legit skill set is something you just can't turn down. Can't no, I'm happy for that move. I'm happy for that move for them and for AEW. Yeah, not that they don't have every right to make sh- take shots at WWE, but I I kind of hope they they're one of the teams that do, like because I actually do like them a lot. Like you get guys like uh, Dillinger and them that go over there. They didn't really affect me like that much as a as a fan of the the product, but like I was a huge fan of the revival. I hope they don't go over there and just like just constantly take shots at WWE because it, it, to me that that's what's getting old with AEW. Um, mm-hmm. You got the whole Luke Harper thing as Brody Lee is kind of just basically mocking like Vince like every week and like yeah. maybe, maybe not this past week, but like that seemed like to be his goal. And I get it, like you're you you were misused. Um, and it shit happens like that, right? So I get it, but I just really hope this one doesn't like end like that. So good for them if they go over there. Uh, we will get great matches, no doubt. Um, they bring a different style to the Young Bucks high flying, like they basically school, said. It's yeah, it's old school yeah, stuff yeah. that yeah. they don't, they they do lack over there. If you look at all the tag teams, like a lot of them do, like the, the and there's nothing wrong with the flippy shit, but like all yeah. of them do it. So yeah. To bring in a grounded tag team, I think that's really good for them. It'll definitely up the tag team division. I I don't know when. I'm pretty sure from what I read that they're the only ones that don't have that 90-day no-compete clause. So they can go – I'm pretty sure they can go over whenever they want. I don't know when it's going to happen, so we'll see. Maybe, uh, maybe the double or nothing pay-per-view maybe. That would, Who knows? would ideally yeah. make sense, so we'll see uh, what happens with that. So speaking of releases from WWE, uh, this past week – it looks like Gerald Briscoe, a longtime backstage guy. Uh, he was, I believe, he was furloughed. He came out and said he was yeah. furloughed. Kane uh, Velasquez, which is may shock some, and then Curtis Axel were all let go. Um, I think Kane, we didn't get to see. You got to see that one match. I mean, not many people were fans of like them bringing over that type of talent to WWE. I, I'm not against it, um, but maybe not showcased as. I don't know. We didn't get to see much of what he could do. Uh, and then Curtis Axel is Curtis Axel. We know he wasn't really getting much rub over there. Um, just to go along with that, before we go around table, they there was an, also an, another report said that they're letting WWE is basically letting go of anyone that wants to be released. So that could be why Curtis left or Joe Hennig, whatever you want to call him. <clears throat> so, Tom, what are your initial thoughts on like these just these three people that were let go? Well, Briscoe, like you said, I mean, got furloughed, so maybe he'll be back and once everything settles down, hopefully. I mean, the guy, was he the one – who was the one he supposedly found? He found somebody back in the day I, I was reading. Um, what the rest of this? Oh, God, okay. I'm drawing a blank, boy, boy. Yeah. He found somebody. Velasquez, I mean, even though it was a squash match against Lesnar, I think he was just brought in for, like, you know, big event type things, obviously. So. Yeah. I don't think anything much of him right now. And I kind of feel for Axel. I mean, the guy, you know, he tried to live up to his father, obviously. You know, he just never had the same run as his dad. I mean, yeah, he won a couple of titles here and there, but I just felt they could have used him better. So, But most, like you said, maybe he did ask to get released to go to AEW. So. Or somewhere else, right? Like just to somewhere get a, else. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere, to yeah. get a little exposure. Like there's other companies too. So who knows? Nick? Uh, noodles? Whatever. Uh, I think I, I'm, I don't know the specifics on all of them, but I would sure if they have 90-day – um, not to compete clauses. I would assume that they're hoping a lot of this stuff gets turned around to where they can probably bring a good chunk of these guys back. Yeah. Um, the furlough <laughs> thing, I'm sure a good chunk of them probably got furloughed too, where it's like, you know, go do what you got to do, but we'll bring it back when, you know, we're able to do run a real production and have these guys involved the way they want to. Yeah. 
Cain Velasquez thing don't bother me at all because, like Tommy was saying, we all knew he was there for big events. And if Lesnar's not really around that much, what does Cain Velasquez really have to offer? I mean, I'm kind of tired of the whole UFC gimmick that they're bringing all these people over anyway because it's, you know, look at Ronda. She's running through. They run, they run through everybody. Like, it's, like, not even real. And I, I don't like them devaluing their own business, per se. But, uh, and Axel, I, Axel always got a raw deal, in my opinion, because I thought he was really funny. He did a lot of great things as far as – you know, when Axel Mania was, was hilarious, when he didn't lose, when he never got thrown out of the Royal Rumble, per se, when he yeah. was the longest uh, run in the Rumble, like those, that stuff was fun. It was enjoyable. And he, he didn't, he wasn't a bad wrestler. It's just, you know, when you, when you get over on like comedy, it seems like WB does not enjoy that at all. It's weird. Jersey, before we get to you, when we keep saying Axel was a good wrestler, just a fun fact, when The Rock was making his comeback, I forget who else with, but I believe he he personally wanted Curtis Axel and another wrestler to help him train because he likes the, like he liked the way they work. So I mean that that's going a long way for him to pick hand pick you to to bring him in to much get, higher than that to get the great one to come back yeah. and get ready to yeah. uh, to get back. So Jersey, what are your uh, your thoughts? Um, so when it comes to Axel, I feel like he kind of got like um like a raw, a raw deal, right? Because it's so easy to compare these guys to their dads, right? You know, when you think of Mr. Perfect, when you think of, you know, um, Dusty Rhodes, and you think of all, like, the fathers of some of these second and third generation stars, I feel like the, the it's setting that bar so high, it's, like, almost unattainable for them. So I feel like even though Axel was good in these moments, like Nick was mentioning about, you know, the Rumble thing and, and the Axel mania, and he had these funny gimmicks, and he was a little bit more comedy than he was a wrestler, but I'm sure that wasn't to his – he probably wanted to show more, his wrestling talent more. Yeah. Um, I just feel like he, I don't want to say he was set up for failure, but I think there was just, he wasn't gonna be able to attain that goal. So I think no matter what success he would have, he did get in his time there. I think it, it wasn't going to be like a long-term thing just because I don't think he'd be able to live up to his dad. Um, <clears throat> Briscoe was sad because I mean, he's, he's like a lifer, you know? So that's just yeah. a little, you know, I, it's, it's like, damn, of all the people you can cut and you cut, you cut someone like him. You know, this goes back to the Kyoto stuff that we said last week. Who knows how much he makes, and maybe he is towards like how like maybe he's like agreeing. He's like, "You guys going to bring me back?" And Vince, he's a boy, but Vince, he's like, "All right, we're just going to let you go for now, just to help us like replenish whatever we can get back now, and then bring it back once it's all said and done." It's so like we don't know the situation financially, so but I get yeah. what you're saying. Like we grew up watching him as a a stooge right. and like everything mm-hmm. we seen him on TV and everything, yeah, and other people took back in the day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all those stunners and shit he took. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like he's, he, I feel like he's like a staple, right? Like yeah. when you put on the network yeah. and you put on some attitude error stuff, like you know you're gonna see a, a Briscoe or Patterson sighting somewhere, and it's just like, you know, they're they're just like you know those staples within the company. So you know, just like they're doing with everything kind of going on with like waiters and waitresses and things like that, they, they're kind of telling them to stay home. They'll have a job when things open up but back. But right now, you know, so I'm happy that he didn't get necessarily, I guess, released, right? Because that they said he yeah. got. He confirmed it on Twitter that he got furloughed. Right. Good. So I'm happy about that. But still, you know, there's just some of those guys that I feel like are untouchable. I feel like he should be one of those kind of people. Yeah, I agree. Um, what was the third one? Kane. Kane. So, I mean, you hit lightning in a bottle with Brock, right? So you thought maybe Kane can kind of do that too because, you know, Brock can't talk. You have Heyman. Kane can't talk, clearly. He's obviously, you know – he speaks Spanish as his first language over English. I think he's English. I think he's he could he could speak like English. Well, no, but I'm saying his first language is is not English. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like he'll almost like you know how like Andrade, right? I like I, I watched a recent episode of um, which we call it um, the driving. What what do they do? Uh, right along. Right along. Yeah. And 
Andrade's English is very broken. So I'm just kind of like semi kind of comparing that a little bit where Andrade's first language is English. I'm figuring Kane's sure. first language is English. So, you know, Vince likes for the whole package, talk, look, feel, everything. So since Kane couldn't be a big talker, I think that, you know, they thought, okay, you know what, we, we might be able to get, kind of get that Brock feel again. But I don't know. When he kind of came out with Ray that one time on SmackDown, he just didn't look it. Like, he looked like a badass, but he looked – he didn't, like, give me that, that like, Brock feel. Um, I feel like they, they signed him because of the Fox stuff. So, like Pro- – I mean, yeah, probably. If you didn't know, likely, you didn't know yeah. who Cain Velasquez was, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah. If you don't watch UFC, then you wouldn't know their history. Like that's the whole thing. Like he was the main of he was the 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 big surprise in the first episode of Fox, I believe, right? So like yeah. SmackDown on Fox. So yeah. Like, yeah. If you're, I don't think it went over as well as they thought it would. I mean, I I thought it was cool like to see him like come down, but like because I know what their history is. I know Kane destroyed Brock and like basically ended his career in UFC. Mm-hmm. So like, I that to me that it like worked for that like that certain like feud but like going for what did they have planned from going forward to dom like nick said like to dominate more rest like professional wrestlers like i don't know i wasn't like i'm I'm okay with him gone but and i know he like put in work to like become a professional wrestler but like if you're just gonna p- portray him as a ufc guy an mma fighter i'm not i'm over that stuff man i don't need like we like you said i'm okay with like i know noodles doesn't like Ronda too much. I'm okay with Ronda doing it, but that's it. And like Lesnar does it, and that's it. Like a woman and a guy. Like don't over overdo it. Like Shayna is known to be a, a a fighter, but like she also wrestles and like looks like a wrestler too. She, her gear and stuff. She doesn't come out wearing the gloves and the and her tights that she would like in a in a UFC fight. So, I mean, I guess one quick one quick point I wanted to say is uh, it's cool that they kind of finished the story right where like you said, uh, Joey before that. Kane pretty much ended Brock's career and it was kind of cool to see that happen on a UFC platform and have the rest of the story be told in the WWE ring so I do like that full circle I appreciate that but I I, I'd like it more if it was more like a Tyson Fury show for a couple roars rile up some things maybe have a one-off match and kind of keep it moving I just didn't I didn't see Kane as like like a Matt Riddle right you know what I mean like like Riddle makes sense like that was a great transition over he was made to be in WWE I don't see that with Kane per se. So I'm not as upset to see him go and hopefully they give spots to other guys. Yeah, absolutely. And more money because they, they must have paid him a fucking ton, right? Oh, it has, to be, it has so. to be a million. It has to be in the Probably. millions. Yeah, for you, to, to, to make just quick appearances, mm-hmm. you know, one-off shows and all that, they're paying you for that. But the guys like we were talking about earlier, like Axel, and the guys that are on the road all the time, I'm sure their salaries are all pretty damn good because they're getting paid for their time, not as much as they are to perform, but their time to be on standby almost 365 days a year. And that's pretty brutal. Yeah. Very true. Right. Yeah. So um, next one is as reported by uh, WWF old school. That's a website. I mean, the validity behind, I'm not, I, we get a lot of things from them. that seems to be pretty, pretty valid. Um, it looks like Florida is willing to open up major uh, events to at least Let's 25%, 25% yeah. of the fans uh, with proper social dis- distancing involved with that. Um, and that's in Florida. So hopefully this could work out to benefit uh, wrestling, sports all around, but mainly WWE and AEW for our, for our sake. Um, and we can get some live interaction inside the fucking arenas that we that we when we watch on TV. Um, my initial before I heard about this, my initial topic I wanted to talk about was how AEW has wrestlers on the outside producing noise that we can hear as a fan watching the show. And I think that really puts them 
in a spot that makes the the show better to me um than watching a WWE product right now like just and I'm a big guy I'm a big proponent of the fan reactions and like everything and just the noise coming through it's a big like that's like 50% of me when I'm watching to like to make that show better uh to make a match better if the crowd's dead it's taking away from the match so like granted it may not be the traditional uh smarky fans or whoever we want the certain chance that we get but if when i'm when, when i see charlotte flair chopping the shit out of whoever she's fighting and i don't hear a woo coming back like that shit that like i hear it in my head but i want to hear that and and like even if it's fake just put in the audio right but when you watch an AEW dynamite you you hear like the guys are wooing in the background when someone gets chopped so like just that little bit makes it a, a better show for me to watch so to hear this coming from the florida governor uh saying that hopefully what they say may uh 4th by even by may 4th they, they he might start instituting that they can bring in 25 percent of people and uh to to big events so hopefully that this could be affected uh for the pro wrestling side of it uh noodles give me your initial thoughts what are your thoughts on like fans no fans how do you feel well, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a little while before you know everything goes back to normal as far as full integration but if they start slowly implementing people to be able to do this thing obviously it benefits everything everything in life per se i mean florida is one of the, there's a few states obviously they're gonna open up way quicker than us here in new yeah. york we're, we're gonna be the last one and who knows how long that's ever gonna be but the fans is everything man it's there's just as much as part of the show as the wrestlers are Right. As a, as a performer, you want the crowd, you want to build off that energy and you rise to the occasion when there's a crowd that's big into the matches. Sure. And like anyone says, like, you know, you have any, any special moment, you wanted it to be appreciated and to have that camaraderie with a fan base to where you can feed off that energy and, and do everything you can to enjoy that special moment. When you don't have that, it's hard for everybody. And I'm just as normal as everybody else where you don't, you don't feel that luster when you don't get to truly feel that energy because the energy is everything yeah jersey um i mean great points by noodles uh you know a big thing at least for me not anyone jump in at any point um when some of these finishes happen on wwe programming they don't feel like the finishes that we're used to watching when we're see when the fans are in the crowd right like i think when biggie won the tag team titles two smack it was two smackdowns ago if i'm or yeah i think so two yeah. weeks ago yeah. um it just it didn't feel like a win right like I think Miz was like in a sharp, Miz had someone in a sharpshooter. I think he had Jay or one of the Usos in a sharpshooter. And then he came right in, you know, um, the big ending. I think that's what his finishing move is called. Yes. Yep. And then, but it just, it just felt like lackluster because there was none of that excitement from the crowd. Like, oh my God, is this going to happen? And it did happen. So it just like, I think a lot of that is, is, is it hurts the product a little bit, not to the guy's fault or the lady's fault. It's just like, like Nick was saying, not having the fans there to kind of bring that energy that that and fill the space, it's a little bit hard. What I think is cool that AEW is doing, I'm happy WWE didn't follow them because I want them to act separately, right? Sure. I don't want them to just say, oh, well, AEW is doing it, so we're going to do it. Like, do your own thing. Don't don't be lazy. Think of something. I thought that maybe WWE should have pumped a little bit of just a little noise in the background. Yeah. But it's just dead silent, which kind of throws me off a little I bit. I can't even yeah. believe I, they, they haven't even done that. Like, you know, you, just a little, 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 little bit. Little, Go to a dome in any sport during, you know, baseball, football playoffs, right? They're pumping crowd noise in there, so the other team can't even hear, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, right, right. Just give just a little to, noise. Just, it doesn't got to be anything just crazy. Just enough, but, exactly. Right. Don't just take away from the match, but to give some energy as a fan to be excited. Oh, he hit his finisher. Let me get into this. Not, right. oh, all right, there's the, there's the finisher, and we know it's over. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's no drawback, really, to that. Think like when you're working out. If you're working out and you're not listening to music, it's just – 
There's now, when no you put motivation. up your 325, you know, and with, with 10 times, you know, and when the crowd can't ain't there, ninth and 10th, you ain't Listen, getting it done. <laughs> do it on a, I can do it on a Monday morning, but when I have music, I can do it every day of the week. So. <laughs> and Tom, before we get to you, I, I think that um, eight, like NXT has so many extras that are probably willing to come in. Just throw, They don't have to be known wrestlers. Like, if that's what you're trying to avoid. I know, Nick, you, Jersey, you just said don't, you don't have to copy them, but I think maybe they should. I think anyone could have thought of this from the beginning where they wouldn't have to copy it, right? So, like, you have so many guys that are willing to be extras. Just throw random, like, crowd members in the, in the paid people in the stands. Throw a mask on them. Like, who cares? We don't know what we're going through. Just give us that extra, like, live bump. I don't know. You can't just, tell me there's not, there's not space in the arenas where – you know, in, in the, the performance center where they can't hide people where they're not necessarily on camera, but can make noise that you would hear all over the place. Yes. Scatter people in, in, in the higher up part of it, in the rafter area, wherever, somewhere where you can get some type of feeling of energy anywhere. Yeah. Tom, what are you, you, even, you know, you can't even know who's heel and, and who's face, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like without that, you know, that's a big part of the, the whole, the whole, the whole system. I mean, the first time without the audience, I was like, all right, it won't be so bad. But once they started wrestling, I'm like, wow, you really, the audience is really a lot. It really was jarring the first time, you Absolutely. know? And I was just like, George was saying, oh, maybe pumping some noise. I mean, it kind of sucked at Mania for Drew because, you know, the guys worked his whole ass off and he won the title in front of nobody, you know? It kind of, I kind of felt bad for him, but I mean, he didn't mind it as much. I guess it's all he's right. Playing, but he's just, playing it off for sure. Yeah, he's definitely playing yeah. it off. But, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, like you said, Florida, they start bringing people back in no matter how many. And it will definitely add, you know, definitely to the crowds and everything, especially WWE. But AEW, what they were doing was funny. The first time they did, they had heels on one side, the faces on the other, which I thought was pretty funny. And they were interacting with one another. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, it works, man. I think any type of any type of interaction over there, like in the, in the crowd is good. Um and I, I think another thing that th throws me off is, like, the, the communication between the superstars in the ring. I guess it's something we don't normally get to hear with the crowd and everything, but it just gets kind of awkward to me. And, I mean, maybe I'm nitpicking it too much because, granted, they're getting dealt the shitty hand that a lot of people are getting help, dealt right now. So, I, I understand they have it's not going to be the normal the normalcy that we're used to. But, like, with, I think, Charlotte and me, Yim, for an NXT, it was like, they had a conversation. They were having a conversation about the whole match. I just, it's not yeah. something I, I'm like, it's just awkward to me. Um, mm. It's my personal opinion. I mean, I get it, but like, it's still, I don't know. I'd rather just have a couple people throw in the crowd that, that can react to something and like maybe drown out their conversations that they're having. I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's really promising the fact that if they're even considering doing 25% of capacity in buildings, yeah. like just even mm -hmm. putting wrestling aside, just getting our lives back together, get, getting the four of us in a room together. Um, yeah. Just the fact that I know that I'm pretty sure the, the statistics are out that New York got hit the worst out of any state in I the country. Yeah. Oh, I mean, um, yeah. I mean, so I mean, the in. worst in the world. It might be the worst <laughs> yeah. in the world. Dude. Yeah. 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 So yeah. the fact that like i know florida's not close to us like we're not gonna go down to florida but just feeling knowing something is gonna be able to be there just makes me feel a little bit better you know what i mean so like, yeah. i like when i exactly when yeah. i heard the 20 even 25 percent, dude even if there's 30 people in there it's yeah, just like something. you said it takes away from that that weird conversation because usually the wrestlers sometimes make little points to each other during the match to kind of make sure the match flows right you can't do that now yeah. you have to make sure that your script what you guys prepared goes according to plan because now we hear everything you can't call the match on the fly anymore and it's yeah, like exactly. if, john, if john cena was going dude he's like the one of the worst to like calling the spots which i have no issue with he's one of the greats but like you could you hear even with the crowd there you hear this motherfucker talking so like right imagine with no crowd that maybe that's why they did the bray wet the bray match where they had to like tape it because like this guy just calls this shit as he goes and like 
I mean, yeah, I don't know. So, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm like you said, light at the end of the tunnel is good. Uh, it gives hope for us, like long term. Like it's starting somewhere, right? We want it to start somewhere. And I know pro wrestling is getting its flag for like being considered essential, but like they're giving us hope. And I, and I'm glad they're to the see only ones that have tried, that are willing to take a hit to sacrifice entertainment for people who need it. Yeah. You and know, as far mean, as we they know, get, they should be getting a little more props for that. You know, the guy's losing money hand over fist just to give people some type of entertainment. And to me, that's valuable. That's important. Regardless of what, you know, you can, there's only so much you can do, right. To, to nitpick every little thing. But again, you know, they're in the ring, you know, they're communicating with each other, they're trash talking because that's the only aspect of the show that. Yes, you're right. It's the only thing that they can do. Yeah. And I think like, like you said, he's, he's given up a lot of money to, to entertain us and people will twist that and saying he's doing it for personal benefit and like well, a combination of both right i mean you, yeah you gotta get but something he's a, he's a he's a multi-million billion dollar business owner like you have to like it's business dude you have to like keep going you're not just gonna stop for if you can keep going if people are willing to work for you clearly not everyone's willing to work because not everyone's there so he's not like forcing everyone like he's keeping roman away he's keeping like these guys away and girls away that maybe don't want to be there or can't be there. So it's not like he's forcing people to do it. So in a crazy way, it's creating opportunity for some people with some guys are away. Somebody might be able to jump into a spot and make a name for themselves. Like that's, Gar- you know, like, that's important too, is, is people overlook that. Like we've been talking about Garza theory theory. wasn't supposed, I guarantee he wasn't supposed to be on the main roster this quick Garza too. Like maybe Garza, not, yeah. but like yeah. the theory is getting his rub. And it's like, just cause they need guys up there, man, they need help. And like, look at that. Like these are, we're make, they're possibly making a future for these people going forward and he'll, he'll still get flack over it i mean it's whatever do whatever I mean, and he'll still get flack. can't talk about I mean, Mac. Boy, it is. You know, yeah. Yeah. i mean he's my he's my papa <laughs> papa bear i'll always love him i don't care what anyone yeah. says um yeah. all right so no, it's 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 good it's good so this uh this past tuesday i'm backstage i talked to you guys prior um a couple of the i think it was christian mark henry and booker t uh they were given the task of giving their top five draft picks for uh, the current roster. Um, I'm not sure if you, all you did your homework, but oh, uh, I did. And it was hard. It was, it was, it was, hard. It was yeah. hard. So th- we won't, we're just going to go through, we don't have to give any, any serious explanation, uh, but we're going to go through our, our picks. It's, it's not like a draft, like we're doing a draft. It's like who we'd actually take. If I, we can repeat picks. It doesn't matter. Um, Jersey, I will start off with you. You're the lucky number one. Um, All right. Give us your top five picks. Maybe you can give us like a little reason sure. why for the, the main ones. Yeah, no problem. So now before we get started, because I was, I was like having a hard time with this yesterday. Sure. We're keeping this WWE, correct? That's because mm-hmm. that's where they did it. They did it in there. We're not doing anything else. Okay. Nope. Yeah. And then we're just keeping main roster, any roster, or anyone under the umbrella. So like, this is what I would say. It's like, if you're a raw general manager, who are you taking for your top five picks? It Got could it. be from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and yeah, NXT this is UK. hard. Um, this was hard, but I came up with three guys and two ladies to do it, and not trying to be sexist, just there's just more male talent than there is female I mean, talent on the roster. That's so, a fact. I want to make sure I put that out there now. Don't don't get us at WrestleBuzz <laughs> on Instagram and, and try coming my way. <laughs> Only reason why is because there's more males to choose from than females. But, um, in no particular order, um, my, my one of my first guys on my roster would have to be. The phenomenal AJ Styles. I go. mean, face or heel, he can do both, and he can excel at both at any level. If you need a WrestleMania match, um, he can chase. He can be chased. You know for a fact you're going to get a five-star performance. Look at the Boneyard match. Put him in that scenario, and he thrives. Put him in any scenario, he thrives. He has to be 
at least for me, as one of my top five. Um, second male I'm um, choosing is the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins. Ooh, okay. You know, I, I've been a big NXT guy before. It was on the network before I had to go on YouTube and try to find the episodes because they were only taped down in Florida and only showed on Florida television and so on and so forth. But I've watched this guy come up when he had multicolor hair, when he would swing the belt over his head, <laughs> when he was multicolor hair in the shield, when he was the authority, when he was the, I mean, the King Slayer, the Beast Slayer. The noodle slayer, I mean, <laughs> you know, the man, he slays the man every night. I mean, this guy, this guy does it all. I mean, Seth Rollins, I think is fantastic in the ring. And, you know, seeing what he does and how he innovates himself time in and time out and how he just continues to character change is a really hard thing to do. So I got to I got to put him on my, my, uh, my top five. There you go. Um, got to throw a lady in there. Um, this was a little bit hard, but I have to go with Becky Lynch. I think that she's always been a sound wrestler for such a long time. And when she finally found her voice, it put the whole package together, right? You know, her in-ring product, what she does in the ring at any point was, was very noticeable how good she was. But since she didn't have that character, that voice, that speaking, once she kind of found it, when she finally slapped Charlotte in the face at SummerSlam and her, 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 um, her stock rose to the top, I think if you're starting a roster, you got to put Becky on there. Sure. Um, the next lady I had was a little bit hard because I thought of between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, Rhea Ripley being compared to like a younger Charlotte as all her promos said leading up to WrestleMania and Charlotte Flair being Charlotte Flair. But I think I have to go with Charlotte. I think her body of work has just been done on a longer, like on a longer time. I mean, she was trying to separate herself from nature boy having just great matches. I mean, her match when she won the, the title down in NXT with Natalia was was fantastic even though Rick was there but just match alone um her coming up and being you know winning the the women's championship at Wrestlemania her carrying the roster having that undefeated pay-per-view streak for so long you put her in there with anybody she makes anyone look good you know how how could you not how could you not have her in there and then my final my final person is um Adam Cole wow you know it's it's because like that guy can talk you know, you're engaged when he speaks. His matches with Champa and the Gargano and just, you know, I just, every time he's in that ring, I'm just captivated. Um, you know, the music, him as a leader, how it just, the whole thing. I think he has the whole thing together. I always compare him to Shawn Michaels personally and not like for any sort of like, you know, Mr. WrestleMania kind of comparison, just him alone, just his in-ring work and all he brings to the table. I was seeing him as like a, a more modern, not as modern day, but more of a, a present day Shawn Michaels type. So I agree. that's my five. Good choices. Um, just a heads up. There will be repeats in this oh, list. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'd be surprised um, if there wasn't. Yeah. So Tom, you're, uh, let's hear your picks here, buddy. Uh, number one, if you guys know me, you know who my guy is, Bray Wyatt. Yep. For obvious reasons. <laughs> Just loved the whole cat. I loved him since he came up. Even even loved him at Husky Harris, even though he was a joke. You know, a lot you know. of love there. Lots a lot, a lot of love, love there. I mean, um, what, was, what was what was his thing? It was um Ferrari engine in like a Ford truck or something. What was his little? Because like they they were they would say like he um because he was like such a big brolic guy, but he was like a they, they compared quick. him. I'll, that, sounds, I'll, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, I'll I'll get the thing, but please keep going. Um, <laughs> You know, I loved him that. Loved him when he was with the Wyatt family. Now I love him even more with the Fiend persona and everything. So he's number one for me. There you go. Number two, I was going back and forth between Rollins and Adam Cole, and I decided to go Adam Cole. 
because I just love the love his whole like Jersey was saying his matches everything I think he has the coolest entrance ever with the you know the boom and the Adam Cole baby can't go wrong with that and you know got and he's got a dentist for a girlfriend so I mean that's freaking cool so yeah. <laughs> It's a good selling point. A good looking one too. To talk about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, my second guy, sort of a new coming WWE. I mean, it was down in NXT for a couple of years, but Alistair Black. Ooh, okay. I mean, just his finisher alone, I freaking, I mean, so awesome. just, just love it. And you know, who he's married to too doesn't hurt either. So you know, <laughs> a lot of stock in the females. Yeah, uh, it was pretty cool seeing them go at it. You know, down in NXT now. With Raw, it was pretty funny the last couple of weeks, so that was cool. And just, you know, it's like his whole look. I'm not saying he's the Undertaker. Obviously, he's not, but he's got that whole, you know, mysterious thing about him. So, that's what I like about him. Uh, My next one, got to go phenomenal one. I mean, dude's been doing it for so long. And yeah. like George was saying with the, the match at Mania against Taker, before the, the Funhouse match, that match was freaking unbelievable. You know, he sells it so good. And like you said, Heel face, the guy is just amazing. I mean, I think he's a better heel. Going back to his days in New Japan, I thought he was awesome when yeah. he had the Bullet Club, you know, and all that stuff. And kind of included female. I was going back and forth between Rhea and Becky. I think I'm going to take Rhea just because, you know, she's more fresh and everything. And just like her whole, you know, her whole persona, you know, she's like the, I guess, the rebel, if you want to say that or whatever. She's not, doesn't look like the other ones. You know, yeah. she's got all, different all that look. kind of stuff. Different look and everything. So, yeah, pretty much my top five right there. There you go. Good picks, Tom. Joey, really quick. It was Army Tank with a Ferrari engine. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's Husky it, yeah. Harris. That's that's how, that's, what, that's how he compared himself. He was, a, he was an Army Tank with a Ferrari engine. There I had to go. make sure I got that out there. It still applies to him today, though, because he's got all, yeah. all the goods on the inside to, to deliver the package. Yeah, he does. Wow. That's a good one. Nicholas Noodle, who do you got, brother? All right. Well, I'm going to start one and two. I'm going to go clearly AJ Styles and Charlotte. By far the best wrestlers on the planet in their respective genres, if you separated male and female. The best athletes, they can literally do anything and everything that you want in wrestling. Um, Skill set wise, it's, it's just, you can't even continue to, there's not enough words to describe how good they are in the ring, out of the ring, on the mic. They lo- you could love them, you could hate them, they bring everything to the, to the table. So that, that takes care of those two right there. Um, and a surprise that I want to mix it up a little bit, I'm going Braun Strowman. I think oh, every, okay. every wrestler um, okay. era needs a dominant big man. And I mean a dominant big man. And it doesn't get any more dominant and capabilities of Braun. And not only that, but Braun can, Braun can work. He's a sure. legit wrestler. Actually really good on the mic. You buy into the character. You buy into the fear. Um, it's pretty cool, and I'm a big I'm a big Braun guy, so I'm going Braun there. Uh, next one would be Roman Reigns. I think he's a tremendous in ring worker. I think his mic skills have improved so amazingly since since he first started. I know he gets a lot of flack, but there is not a wrestler in the game that gets crowd reactions like that guy, good or bad. Mm. The guy's the real deal, and everyone every time he has to wrestle in a big time match, it's a tremendous performance, whether win, lose, or draw. And then for number five, it's, it's impossible not to have a list of top five and not have Seth Rollins on it. As much as I would wanted it, I was torn between Becky and, to be honest, Lacey Evans. I, I really like everything that she brings to the wow. table. Wow. Um, but uh, I respect it. 
Rollins is Rollins is again. He's if if AJ Styles is one A, Rollins is one B. Um, he's he's right there. Beautiful. Yeah. Like I, I I may disappoint some of you guys with my top five, not including uh, the Messiah, but just a foreshadow there. Um, number one, as Tom, uh, I have to go with my boy. Hold on, before you start, Charlie, let's just let the world know that the career killer is about to give the kiss of death. Uh. <laughs> we've heard, I, we've heard a few already that are on my list. I mean, I have, a, I have one that didn't make the other list, but. Uh, well, now yeah. you, you say, you say you're going to copy Tom. Are you taking the fiend? Or are you saying Bray Wyatt? I'm taking. Because uh, isn't, isn't that two? I'm, I'm taking. Oh, I'm taking uh, oh, okay. 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 Mr. Rotunda himself. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but Bray's my guy. We all know that. Uh, as Tom's guys too. Uh, the guy's depth of character is there. We've seen it in all aspects. The guy can do anything. Um, he can be the happy-go-lucky, the fiend, the fucking Husky Harris, the <laughs> Southern cult leader. He could do it all. The guy could work. Um, he may have not get getting the rub he's gotten like with wins and losses in the past. I think they they're trying to change that going forward if that matters to anybody. But I think he gives everything that I want to see in a professional wrestler. So I'm biased to that. Um, His versatility, right? I mean, versatility. Not, is not the, too many people have that. You know, no. ca- capture the audience on the mic. He doesn't even have to wrestle, and he can steal a show. That's Dude, pretty impressive. How, he doesn't wrestle yeah. on TV, man. He, it's a, it's yeah. a tremendous ability his to be able to draw and capture an audience is not like many people. And if we're talking about uh, side pieces, JoJo has a phenomenal booty. So, um, <laughs> congrats to Brandon. I, mean, I want to know who the one is he's he's got going on right now. JoJo. No, no, come on. <laughs> you don't always just only have one side piece. Always, come on. <laughs> All right. So, uh, second, I following Tom and Jersey with Adam Cole. I think the guy's a total package. Um, the guy he on the mic is just bar none. I think the best in this company. Uh, and oh. I, if That's you watch him, take. whether it's a, whether yeah. it's a promo from home backstage or in the ring, the guy's consistent. I'd never seen him flubber. I never seen him. Like, maybe it's the, 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 the booking or the, the, whatever they do down in NXT, but he's never cut a promo that I haven't been sold on. So, and his in-ring work is barn on the best. I mean, one of the best, like he's just phenomenal. Um, no transition to phenomenal, not going with AJ as much as I would love to. <laughs> I think my different pick here for the guys is Drew McIntyre. I think not just to take the rub on him being the current champion, I see him with his size, his look, and his ability in the ring. The dude, I think if if, if that's not an, the it factor, like personified, I think that if you're going to describe the it factor, he's it. Um, he may have grown from what he used to be, but I, I see him now as being the prototypical like guy. I like, I don't know what else you could ask for in a wrestler. How do you feel about his mic skills, Joe? Sorry to inter- interject. This. I think I think he's underrated. I think super underrated. <laughs> he's super intense. He may have got like, some things he's, like, now being a, a baby face, like, he can get a little corny sometimes, but what do we expect in the, on the WWE main roster? But, like, even as a heel, the dude is so intense, man, and he gets so into it, it's like, I feel it, so... I think his and his in-ring ability is like doing flips over the rope. Like, come on, dude, he's six foot seven, like yeah, he's he's three two hundred seventy yeah. pounds. I don't even know. The guy's a monster. Um, and then I'm gonna go two girls here that we've mentioned all around. Uh, I want Charlotte and Rhea. I think Charlotte, like uh, Noodle said, is the best female wrestler of all time. I don't even care now. Not even past, close. Future is not even close. <laughs> She's the best. Um, 
And we saw her and Rhea. I wish we would have got it in front of a bigger stage. I think Rhea is the future, and she's a potential candidate maybe down the road. We could say she's the best female wrestler of all time. Um, I think – I know we, we've had comparisons from them throughout uh, Rhea's career, her short career so far, but I think, she, like Tom said, she's transitioned to be different from everyone else, not to be compared to Charlotte anymore. Um, like when she first came up in the, in the Mae Young Classic, super talented and super intense and like to me i look for prototypical professional wrestlers she is a professional wrestler to me she's nothing else but that uh and i love it i just those five you know i mean aj seth rollins reigns like there's i've taken five is tough but i'd love all five of them to run my show that's just what i go Mm -hmm. well you know what the best part about fantasy booking is how could you be wrong yeah you can't be wrong Mm -hmm. So you put you could put anyone if you put anyone in the right spot to be successful, you you can you can do a lot with a lot of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's all, it all yeah. really, a lot of it's just how, how you how you you put the package together, really. Yeah. I mean, look what look what look what the Wrestling Journal podcast has done with Nicky Noodles. We brought him back. You know, he was buried. He was buried. He was buried and done. The ratings chart. <laughs> he he was he was the he was the Mets bullpen of 2019. <laughs> But now he is back on the top with oh, us. Call me sugar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after uh, long discussions through the, throughout the weeks here, um, we're bringing a, uh, a first-time new segment to the Wrestling Journal podcast, uh, the Thirst Trap of the Week. Um, so this could be taken different ways. I ran out of water. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to run out too. Thirst Trap uh, – it, it may come off as a sexist term. I don't believe it's actually negative whatsoever. Actually, whatsoever. Uh, to give the Urban Dictionary definition of thirst trap for anyone that doesn't. Ooh, I like this. It's a sexy, Ed- educate them. Educate them. Yeah, a sexy this is a professional yeah. podcast coming from a professional <laughs> host. You got to be ready, uh, yeah. just to make sure everyone understands that we're not degrading these women that we go over each week. We um, love women. So, from Urban Dictionary, thirst trap. A sexy photograph or flirty message posted on social media for the intent of causing others to publicly profess their attraction. It's basically we're saying how hot or how good looking these women are. Um wrong with that. Yeah. There is ways to use in a negative way, but we're not using a negative way. So just an idea. We're giving praise to these women that we see every week on Instagram posting their pictures for our liking. I mean, who else are they posting for but us? You know what I mean? The fans. Um, it wasn't really super like hardcore discussed in the chat this week. Our, our side chat, um, but I think we can all agree this week's the first ever thirst trap of the week can go to Zelina Vega. Oh my God! Absolutely. I mean, she I mean, is out there, and I am dehydrated. Yeah, <laughs> super I mean, dehydrated. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Oh God, forget it. No arguments here. <laughs> We're blessed to have uh, her Instagram public to the to everyone to the masses and uh we get to see her her thirst trap pictures every day and luckily down on the daily i think i mean it's uh, pretty pretty tough between you know her mandy and lana let's not let's not go down the list yeah let's not go down the list yeah we gotta (laughs) week by week we gotta represent these women but she gets the inaugural uh thirst trap of the week shout out to selena vega we love you alice black you are like tom said dude you're a lucky man let's be honest (laughs) man Way to, way to pull that one in. Uh, Might be his biggest accomplishment he's done in the WWE ring. On the way up, though, let's yeah. be honest. Strong one. I, yeah. I'd sign up for that accomplishment. <laughs> okay. Um, we're, we're at almost – I think we're at the 45-minute mark here. Let's just – let me 
run through uh, the shows quick. I know we don't want to highlight anything. Um, Raw, we kind of got like the six-man tag with uh, Cruz, Rey Mysterio, and Black versus uh, Zelina's three. I think we're, it, it's kind of getting to a point where it's like we need a little change maybe. We're seeing – like I know we don't want to like overhype it too much, but we've seen these guys a lot in the ring. Um, it eventually led to Apollo taking on Andrade for a U.S. title match later that night. Apollo got hurt now no longer in the Money in the Bank match. So from, from what it looks like uh, reported from Bleacher Report, Tom, you said, or BuzzFeed? Uh, Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report. We're, this Monday we're getting a uh, – or Noodle said that. Uh, we're getting a uh, gauntlet match to determine the last uh, man in the Money in the Bank match. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts? Anything else stick out to you from Raw this week? I mean, not, I mean I'll, I'll jump in really quick. Nothing yeah. in particular that um, I thought it was a good show um, in terms of what they're trying to do. I, I love that they are just continuing to push Zelina's stable. Um, I hope a name comes out soon. And if, again, shameless plug, if you're not following us, please follow us on the Wrestle, uh, at WrestleBuzz on Instagram um, because I think we got a nice view from both Zelina and was it Austin Theory? Who, who checked out that when we put that up? Who should we name the stable? Oh, uh, Garza, Garza, Garza. Yeah. Garza. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, listen, we're doing big things. Yeah. Um, they're continuing to push them. I, I like what they're doing. I like that they're pushing some of the young guys. Um, you know, too bad for Apollo. Obviously, yeah, he was definitely booked really well. I, who I, I think Angel Garza makes a lot of sense to fill that last spot for me personally. Fair. But we did get a returning Jinder Mahal this Monday, so maybe he could be thrown in there. Hey, I'd listen. I'd be into the Jinder. <laughs> Modern day Maharaja. Yes, sir. So, I mean, everyone was kind of hurt when they uh, – everyone. I think a lot of people thought maybe he would be the first one to go after Drew for the title. This could be like a nice little thing. Jinder holds a briefcase. And then uh, – wait, did he have it already or no? No, right? I don't think uh, so. I don't think so. Uh, I feel like I I've seen remember, him I run around. I remember him the- winning it, to be honest. We'll have to fact check that. I think he was in a match, in one of the matches, but I don't think he ever won. Okay. But even if he won it twice, not a big deal. I think him versus Drew down the line would be cool. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. You guys have any thoughts from Raw? Any of the two others that didn't speak on it? Uh, I'm Honestly, I'm really cool and excited about really anybody new that's going to get an opportunity in this match. Yeah. You know what I mean? To know what I mean? To have have an an opportunity and and try to create a pretty good um, anticipation or excitement of – having someone uh chase that's always yeah. pretty cool yeah of course no we're just giving you thumbs down on the audio um we had a little remix we had a little yeah, remix, a little in remix there. going on <laughs> <laughs> that's all right dude zoom zoom uh zoom audio is never the greatest tom any thoughts what do you got no pretty much what everyone else was saying you know solid raw um most likely i'm curious to see what they're gonna put in this gauntlet match on monday who's going to take the next spot. So, But yeah. well, what they're dealing with, with everything, you know, it's good to see the young guys they're bringing up to use, like guards or theory, et cetera. So, you know. All right, good. Yeah, I think we all agree on that. It's pretty uh, – yeah. getting 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 the young guys the rubs that in this time of need. I think uh, reports are coming out. Roman Reigns is really not going to be seen on TV anytime soon, which is – I mean, people have been like – so this is another thing. Just I don't want to go on it too much, too much of a rant, but people always complain that we see too much of Roman, and now that they're not having him on TV, we're not – like 
they're fucking roaming over. It's like the yeah. same people. Make up your fucking mind, please. Uh, yeah, I you mean, the dude, the dude had cancer. I mean, give him, I mean, he's got to take care of himself. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure it's a mutual yeah. thing where he doesn't want to yeah. be there either. They're not pushing him away from the product. But that's ringside news, Jabroni's fucking reporting us. So. It'll, it'll only be more exciting when he comes back. And, and, well, Shots and taken. Shots <laughs> taken at ringside news. I like. You got it. Gotta, they're they're garbage. <laughs> I think it's a known thing. Report real shit. Stop reporting clickbait yeah, stuff. It's fucking professional wrestling. It's not like just whatever. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I like it. Let's start a feud. Yeah. I'm all about it. <laughs> all right. Uh, NXT real quick. Um, Candice came out as first time ever as, as the heel persona with Johnny. I am a huge fan of this. We've talked about it on the mm-hmm. side. The new finisher, the the uh, step – what is it? The, the Wicked Stepsister. Wicked Stepsister. Yeah. Brutal. I don't know how long yeah. that could last in, 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 in WWE, man. I don't know if you can bring that up to Raw. But uh, once Vince gets gets eyes on that, dude, she's um, – she went over Casey Cannizzaro. Uh, I think great, great debut. Great yeah, debut. Great debut. Yeah. Uh, re, well, re-debut of the heel. Yeah. New music and everything. They kind of, like, whipped that up pretty quick, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Johnny being, like, an over-obsessed, like – uh as her like little manager there was pretty cool i'd love to see johnny how she comes down as johnny's manager because they never really did the manager thing with them yet they i mean she's been down there like to support him but they never actually like be like that type of manager role so i'm Mm -hmm. excited for that um big thing change johnny's music next week do they change his music too no i mean for for noodles sake they i mean they should (laughs) it's the worst apparently the worst in the biz they should change it though, because it's it really is super babyface. Um, yeah. And he's a clear heel right now. I hope they do. Um, Drake Drake Maverick getting the dub over Tony Tony Nese is getting shit on this on this tournament, yeah. but uh, I I don't know what they're gonna do, man. I'm kind of. He's a good wrestler know. too. Man. He is. Hey, he's he's yeah. excited. I'm, I think everyone's really getting behind him. I think they have to to capitalize on this and not. Uh, not let him he's go. New but New York, New York guy too, right? So we got we got to show the praise. Oh, Tony Nice or Drake Maverick? Let's be honest. No, Nice. Oh yeah, Nice. Ah, uh, Nice is whatever. He got his rub. Drake Maverick though. Drake Maverick, man, big fan. Rockstar Spud all day. Yeah. Yeah, I think EC3 tweeted out a video of like praising Rockstar Spud. So I don't know. I I'm honestly confused. I think they actually may like go through with the release. I don't know if they have any plans for him after the tournament, but uh. It's still exciting. It gives me a reason to watch NXT and a, a more reason to like. I'm invested in Drake's Maverick, uh, Drake Maverick's character now. Um, if you guys have any thoughts on that, I don't want to keep talking over you. I just want to see if we can get through this. No, I thought it was good. I think it was a great idea to give him a win. You know, you got to kind of keep us invested, right? He lost the first match. All right, well, he's released. He's not going to win anything. And he actually won a match. So it's like, oh, interesting. Okay, now what are they going to do with it? So they, they made the right call on that one. I think they did a good job with that one. Um, Keith Lee, dude, huh? Keith Lee, Damian Priest. Dude. Wow, yeah, dude, he is limitless. Joey, he reminds me of yeah. you a lot, Keith Lee. Does he? Yeah, because you, you, my friend, you are limitless. I am limitless. <laughs> Not sure if I'm as physically skilled as he is, but uh, I can, yeah. I can, I can drop a note, a sing, uh, a song note. He's a good you know, you, you know, we know you can sell with the best of them, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I think uh, that that these feuds that he's having with like Dijakovic and priests, like it's really showcasing that like, like progression in like the professional wrestling with these big guys doing flips and like crazy shit like that. It, it's really uh, him and like the drew McIntyre is like, I love, I'm a big fan of like big guys that can move like that. So it's uh it's pretty, it's good for me. Great. I'll take Keith Lee WrestleMania two, two, in two years. He'll be on the card in two years. He made a in two years. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, now that's a, now that is a scorching yeah. hot take. Yeah. 
next week on NXT is probably one of the biggest NXTs we've seen in a while. Um, I think Big we get, card. Yeah, mm-hmm. we get Cole against Velveteen for the championship. Um, uh, what's the Charlotte EO? Charlotte, uh, yeah, Charlotte. EO Shirai versus oh, yeah. Charlotte. And anything else? Am I missing something? Gargano Dijakovic. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, Gargano Dijakovic. Yeah, dude. this is this is. I mean, we are stacked. I mean, we'll we'll save all that all that for next week. Of yeah, course, yeah, just, uh, just to hype up the show. No, for next what, week. what what a preview for next week. That is going to be a great show. Yeah, and then uh, so going to SmackDown just quick. It was, I mean, honestly, it was a typical SmackDown for me. Hasn't been too crazy in my opinion. Um, I think the biggest thing to come out of it, the two biggest things, um, the Forgotten Sons' big win over the current tag team champions, New Day. Um, I'm getting the push here. Nick noodles you right away when it happened. Yeah. Yeah. They, what just I wait, told just about for the bottom to pull out of that one. <laughs> I mean, I gave him the nice rub last week to get a, t- a big uh, non-title oh, win over the champs. So, I mean, let's not say I'm no Shadamas, but <laughs> get used to that here, boys. You're limitless. Yeah, I'm limitless. <laughs> uh, big Otis over Dolph getting the money in the bank spot. I mean, could he come out of it? Who knows? Yeah. I don't Pretty know. Interesting. Probably not. Let's see him climb the ladder first. And he takes from SmackDown. I don't know, it was last night, so it's kind of tough to like. I thought Brian's promo in the beginning of the show was actually really good. Um, I thought he cut a really good promo. I was definitely very engaged. I think he spoke real well. So that, that stood out to me. I thought that was really good. Um, you know, I, I think that at least for Otis, I think that Dolph, this won't be the last time we see Dolph with Otis. I think Dolph will do something um, at Money in the Bank or if it's already been pre-taped, has done something. Yeah. Um, to cost Otis some part of that match in some, yeah, in some way. Sense. Um, but no, I think that, I think they'll, I think you hit it on the head, Joey. Those are pretty much the big highlight points for me. Yeah. And then we, we had talked before, uh, I'll get you all your guys takes on it if you want. Um, they're possibly showing both money in the bank matches at once. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, Daniel Bryan hinted at that. You said, Jers, if you, he was mentioning, right. So when he was talking about it being a first time ever, doing it this way he was like well i heard vince mcmahon has bones in his office and what if i break something really expensive do i have to pay for it but when he was speaking about it it seemed i took from it that both matches are going to go on at the same time now i think that might take away from both because if you kind of go back and forth and back and forth girls guys guys girls back and forth i mean i feel like you're you're going to take away from time from them you have so much time to fill with a pay-per-view hopefully we all can just you know i could just misheard um, they will keep it as two separate matches. But at the same time, if they're both climbing the corporate ladder, you know, why set up, set up you know, areas of the building for them to break down, to reset up, to break down again? So maybe their thought process is that for, you know, aesthetic purposes, they're going to kind of have them coincide with each other. But again, just, we don't know. Tom, any, don't know. any quick thoughts? I mean, it would be interesting to see, but like just, I think it would take away from both matches. So I don't I don't think I'd be a fan of it, but who knows? Maybe the way they film it, if they do do it that way, we, you know, something different than we're used to seeing. So yeah. who knows? With past production, like with stuff they did pre-production stuff, mm-hmm. um, we it could turn out to be phenomenal. Like we've we've mm-hmm. seen the Boneyard and the Firefly Funhouse match. You never know. So I'm intrigued. Mm-hmm. Noodles? Is, is, it, is it definitely recorded? Like, do we know if it's previously recorded? It's not live, right? Yeah, it's not going to be. I don't think it'll be live. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, they could be creative with it. To, I mean, there's a, probably enough stall time where they could really do it well by integrating it and switching from scene to scene, being that it's post-production, of course. So, I mean, it, could, it might not be that bad, but it's definitely going to be weird because you're used to having their two separate matches. Yeah. And to be able to enjoy fully all the hot spots of each match where – you know, it's going to be, might be a little different to switch from back and forth, you know? 
And just uh, – I think I, I'll dual screen on us, you know what I mean, where you're watching both at the same time. Yeah, that would be cool. Who knows? I mean, you never know. I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen uh, next week. Next Sunday is Money in the Bank. Um, pretty stoked. Um, just one thing I know I hate harping back, but the no fans thing, I hope there's no cash in with it without fans being there. That's like one thing that's really going to hurt. Yeah, no, that, that, really that would take away. Yeah. Or at least if it's going to just don't do both in front of like no fans. If you got to go along with booking and get one done, but just save one for when we get back to normal, please. I agree. That's all I ask. <laughs> all right, boys, uh, coming to an end here. Uh, week two's in the books. Um, we are officially on the Apple podcast uh, app, as I said at the beginning of the episode. So go check us out, subscribe, give us a five-star rating. Uh, even if you don't like us, just do it anyway. It helps <laughs> us out. Um, I, I mean, Two, week two is in the books. Let's go to week three and just keep it going, boys. Professional wrestling's here to save us, keep us sane. So, and we're here to bring it to you. Yes. So, thank you for taking this journey with us and um, put it in the books. Yeah. At WrestleBuzz on the books. At WrestleBuzz on Instagram. At WrestleBuzz <laughs> with three Z's on Twitter. Couldn't get the two Z's, sons of bitches. That's still I don't know who else has that, but uh, <laughs> we'll talk and, to Twitter. We'll yeah, get verified keep, soon enough. Keep us a look at keep a lookout for us on YouTube. Hopefully, some contact coming there soon. Uh, gentlemen, it's been real. I thank you very much. Until next week, boys. Until next week. Adios. Yeah, next week. Signing off. <laughs> <laughs>